Radar Podcast. This is a podcast that features music and artists in interviews and studio performances with bands coming to, through, and from the greater Midwestern areas. But we're not doing that today. My name is Peapod. I am your host. And this is a filler episode. You're trying to think, is filler a band? I mean, naming things is hard. But no. Um, so, originally on this day, it's about a little afternoon. September 15th, 2019. Originally, I was going to be planning on doing a Mixed Signals episode featuring uh, talking about the subject of women in music. Unfortunately, a couple of things have happened last few days. A uh, couple circumstances, a couple of last-minute cancellations. I had to end up scrapping the whole episode, which I hate doing. But I had to make an executive decision. I feel bad of people who were really excited to be part of it. But things happen. And and it got me wondering, what do I do in the meantime? I don't like having big lulls in episodes. Like, when one episode drops and then there's like a big long stretch of time for the next episode, you lose the audience, you lose interest real fast. People have, you know, all information all at the same time. Boom, 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 boom. And if you have to make people wait a really longer time, um, it, it's not good. And people understand how what goes into this. You know, we work with bands either locally, uh, either, you know, regionally or, you know, traveling acts. We give around two weeks time for the studios that we work with to, you know, take the time out of their schedule, clean up the songs that we had the bands come in and perform in the studios, things like that. So people understand that there's more production in this. But I'm trying to think, I'm like, I'm going to have a long lull of episodes. So I decided to do what many podcasters do and stick a microphone in my my face and talk. About what exactly? I don't know. Now you got to understand, for those who don't know my history, I've been in the radio industry for about a decade. Before that, I've always been a fan of music, seeing a lot of artists, learning about music, I'm not a musician myself. I do own a guitar. I don't do anything with it. I really should, kind of. I do a little writing here and there. But I've learned in the decade in the radio industry about brand building, about promotions, about marketing, about branding yourself, professionalism, and how the whole radio industry actually does work nowadays. In this decade, in the in the land of streaming, in the land of the internet, in the land of, you know, television and this a la carte now world of we can get what we want whenever. 
So I, I have learned a thing or two about a thing or two. I'm no expert. I don't claim to be an expert. I'm just like everybody else. I'm a guy that has a voice and I share it on platforms like this. So I wanted to try something different. In lieu of circumstances, I decided to just stick a microphone in front of my face and talk to you. And I appreciate you listening if you're taking time out of your schedule for this. So I'm trying to think, like, what do I talk about? I'm in my home in Toledo, Ohio, in my office. It's sort of good for recording. I might have to go back and edit and take some of the background noise. You can kind of hear the lights in the background, the, the neon sound. Depends on your headphones. But I'm trying to think, like, what do I talk about? What is not going to make me sound like just a rambling fool? And then I got to thinking about something recently. So everybody recently has been talking about the new Tool album, Fear Inoculum. Inoculum. Fear Inoculum. That I know how to pronounce things. And the last album from Tool before that was 10,000 Days, and it was released in 2006. That means a band took 13 years to put out a new album. I mean, it's not uncommon for that. Undertow came out in 93. Anemia came out in 96. Laterist, 2001. 10,000 Days, 2006. So there's roughly around three to five years per album coming out. It's a little bit longer of time, but if you understand that, that style of music, it makes sense. It's a little bit more intricate. Prog style, or whatever you want to call it. The, the genres, or the subgenres, or the sub-subgenres of what Tool is, or what any band is. And I feel like the sweet spot for a lot of albums is around that three-year mark. You would think when you put in when you put in an album, if you make the album you put out, I feel like you should put in at least a good year, year and a half into creating and cultivating this idea. This is now, mind you, this is just my opinion. This is what I've just seen from the patterns from the bands that I talked to. Um, I couldn't even tell you how many bands I've interviewed, not just in this podcast, but all the acts I've done for radio and things like that. So you think that a good year and a half, we'll, we'll say that's the sweet spot of creating, recording, editing, mixing, mastering, putting the promotions in, starting the rollout of an album, year and a half. From recording to release. Year and a half to two years. I feel like that's the sweet spot of everything. And yes, I know, I understand. Like Certain things, are, are that's not a guaranteed number. I'm just going to say on average. This is just on, on average of what I've seen. About one and a half to two years of production going into an album. From there, one would tour on it. Whether it's full-on touring whether it's quick weekend goes abouts, whether it's 
music video shooting of rolling out the singles from album, maybe one, two before coming out with the album, and then maybe one or two as singles, whether you make that as the radio style or rolling out a music video or Spotify link, things like that. Then you go back, you start writing, you start producing the next idea, and you go from there, and the cycle begins again. And I feel like the idea of taking 13 years, you would think if you took more than a decade, and the music industry has changed so much in that amount of time, taking 13 years, you think this is going to be the, the next Bible. Like, you're going to listen to this and like the walls are going to shake. The ground is going to rise up from uh, where it's at. Angels will come down from the heavens. The old Norse gods will come and appear in front of the clouds. You know, it would be like the fucking apocalypse of music. If you're going to take 13 years to put something out. And everybody has an opinion, of course. Some I've seen says this is the best tool album that has come to be. Others, like myself, slightly disappointed. Why do you think we're disappointed? Well, I think the biggest thing out of this is, and, and this is probably the subject of this filler episode, striking while the iron is hot. Do I think you should be pumping out music constantly? Absolutely not. Do I think you should take the time to mold your art and get the feelings out there? Absolutely. I don't think taking a decade and a half to putting out an album that, by all sounds of it, is subpar. I understand that Mayor James Keenan doesn't give two shits of what some nasally fucking dude in Northwest Ohio knows about his music. He made his buck. He's earned the right to do that. And I love Mayor James Keenan. I love his mentality. I respect him as the artist. I love Tool's older stuff. I enjoy A Perfect Circle and Pussifier. I think he does some great stuff. But I feel like the time and the energy you spend on an album, on creating this art, there's no time, there's no perfect time to do so. I'm just saying that year and a half, two hour, two year window is what I'm just putting on average when you think about it. Do I think a lot of people take not enough time to pump something out and release? Yeah, sure. Do I think people take too much time? Absolutely. Do I think the age of where we live in, where Spotify and our our attention span has changed due to this era of these smartphones that we have in our pockets, of these supercomputers that we can literally listen to any song we want at any point in time and anywhere in the world? Yeah. Absolutely. I think it's definitely changed us. That the era of the EP is more involved or the era of the singles is more important than a full-on album. A lot of people don't listen to albums front to back anymore. I mean, if you listen to, listen on vinyl, 
You do. And I'm always the type of person who, who has to give a couple of listens through on an album. Most recently, I, I, I jumped the gun on social media about Being As An Ocean and their brand new album. I didn't, I didn't like it first, first listen. I didn't. Mind you, I was doing my morning routine. I just woke up. I was listening through the speaker on my phone which is shit. And I I didn't give time my full-on attention to it. Later that same day, I listened to it a little bit more. And I and I was starting to appreciate some of the intricacies and some of the songs in it. Did I think it's a good album? I mean good is a reference, but I think it was a, it was a fine album for what it was. I personally was looking for more aggressiveness from it. But I listened to it front and to back. I guess maybe getting into post-rock a lot has made me more, I guess, tuned to listening to albums front to back. And not just jumping around from album to album or song to song or single to single. A single is just what that is. One piece of a full puzzle. The songs that are curated before and afterwards, there is a reason behind it. There is a story of some sort. There is a reason they end up being like that. Some could think that the reason for it is the storytelling. Some might just go, these are the sounds that we did in order to record it. We didn't want to fix it. But there was a reason behind you chose these songs in this order and, and had the album flow in this direction. And I feel like if you wait too long on releasing that music, people get stale from it. People forget about it. And you need to keep the audience attention as much as you can. As, as, because if you don't grab them, unfortunately, they will forget about you. And it's going to get harder for them to come back and realize what's, what you're doing. Same with radio. Radio is not filled with a lot of talking unless you are that style of morning show. But even then, I feel like you you talk too long. You make the audience bored. And that was always an issue way before this Spotify, Apple Music, music streaming age. The idea of keeping the attention of the listener is the biggest part. I even knew it with this. I'm I'm yakking to you, and usually a, a regular episode would be 45 minutes to an hour. But with that, I'm talking to one artist diving into their headspace, explaining to them or explaining having them explain to you why they matter, and you also get two songs that we record, plus any other sponsorships or shit like that we, we got to cover. Now I'm talking to you by myself, in a room, on a Sunday afternoon, and it's not going to be an hour. It'll probably be between 20 and 30 minutes. I'm trying to keep your attention 
in this moment, however you're listening to, wherever you're listening to, I'm trying to keep you involved and grab you and hold on to you as long as I can. Like a verbal bull riding competition. I'm trying to portray that. And I feel like musicians need to portray that as well. You need to strike when the iron is hot. You want to make sure you put your music and there is a good amount of time that you've put in for your art. If it takes more than that average, on average, and like I said before, on average, I've seen one and a half to two years. That's fine. I mean, I'm sure, I think that's, honestly, now that I think about it, that might be the lower end on an average. But you get it. You understand it. There is ample time to put in a album, a EP, a whatever, and then sit on it, release it, promote it, tour on it, and then wave down from it and go from there again and start the cycle again. Hey, we're not going to talk for a while. We're going to record some more stuff. We'll see you in a bit. And then you go kind of radio silent, more or less. I say more or less because you never really go radio silent unless you just not post on social media. But then again, that's a subject for another day is how involved you have to be on social media constantly or you're going to lose people's focus. It's that sweet spot you need to put them in. You want to grab hold of them and you want to make sure their time is not wasted with stuff. Some could argue while you're listening to this, your time was wasted because you're going to hear some person rambling who may not know what he's talking about. And you're right. You're absolutely right. I don't know what I'm talking about. Neither does anybody else. There's In music, there's no such thing as a musical expert. Because music is all relative. It's one of those forms of communication that two people cannot take one song and feel the exact same way at the exact same moments in the exact that point in time. It will never happen. We are not robots. We all come from different shapes and sizes and lifestyles and, and ideas and growing. We are all different. And that's the beauty of music. And that's the beauty of music that I've always enjoyed. That it reflects and is can be expressed by so many in so many different ways. And I'm glad for that. I am so happy that I have I have found a passion that I love to do. I feel sorry for the people that say I don't like music. Because A, first off, I think you're fucking lying. <laughs> to be honest. Nobody just does not like music. Music is 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 a primordial entity. Even even if you just like listen to ambiance or just the wind, there is a sense of melody. There's some sense, sense of reason. But music itself, a song itself, is taking such an abstract idea that is thoughts and experiences and things like that and emotion and put it into a physical entity. And I say physical entity because they're like, oh, I put on a song on Spotify. It's not a physical entity. Well, yes, it is. 
You expressed your your thoughts and your emotions, and you put them on a platform that people need to have. It's not the song itself. You're not holding that song, but you're holding something that holds the song. That's file. That cassette. That CD. That vinyl. You have that entity. And if you lose the time period and you lose the focus and you lose the audience by waiting way too long on it, it's only going to suffer. Do I think you need to put music out every two to three years? No, absolutely not. You put out your music when you feel like it is appropriate. And for, for the example, the main example that I'm using for Tool, almost a decade and a half was it. Do I think it will be successful? Well, clearly it was. Because it's now, at the time of this recording, the number one song in the Billboard 200. Upstaging Taylor Swift's 600th single. Nothing against Taylor Swift. What a gal. She's successful in her own sake. But I'm also saying that taking so much time, many people forgot what Tool was. And, since they weren't on streaming music until, streaming services, until a couple of weeks ago... You may have may have forgotten what it is. And trying to buy a tool record in 2019, it's about 40 to 60 bucks depending where it is. Even if it was used. That's a lot. I don't care who you are. It's fucking a lot. But the music was worth it. And the time and the energy they put into it was worth it. And with fear inoculum, it was worth that much time. Again. I thought it was an okay album. I don't think it was their best. I wouldn't say it's the worst album of all time. Absolutely not. But they, I felt like they took way too long and so much hype up with no little payoff. It's that timing. There's that sweet spot of timing. There's no such thing as perfect timing. We use that phrase a lot. But there's no such thing as perfection. And that's more of a an idea that maybe we'll, we'll discover another time. Is there such thing as a perfect band? Or a perfect idea? Or a perfect album? We might say it's perfect in our own personal, personal opinion, but on a global scale, on an inter, uh, on a, on a interdimensional scale, is there such thing as perfect? No, absolutely not. It's all relative. Everything's relative. Much like music, much like ideas, much like speech, which like everything else, when it comes to the human condition, it is all relative. And all I want is for all of you to figure out your sweet spot in whatever you do. Whether it's music, whether it's life, whether it's whatever. So, that's me kind of testing out the waters of a solo episode. I hope you like it. And if you didn't, and if I shouldn't do this again, then that's fine. But I would love to hear your opinions, and I'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us on all the major social media pages, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's on the Radar PC. If you are uh, not subscribed, go ahead and subscribe to us. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play Podcasts, Podbean, TuneIn, Stitcher, basically all the major podcast platforms, and if you have the opportunity to rate us, please do. 
Love to hear your ratings. Love for the support. And it just helps us trying to get us out there. We're a voice in the in the ocean that is podcasting and music and all that. So any little boost helps us. Of course, you can also use our great um, passcode with the good people at Stuperad Merch Company, Radar, R-A-D-A-R, on their line of Stuperad Merch Company shirts, accessories, what have you. Save 20%. And not only will you be supporting them and a great Midwest punk clothing and accessory line, but you also will help us out on the On The Radar podcast. Thanks so much for listening to this. And again, love to hear your thoughts. I am Peapod. You are you. Don't fight it, feel it. I'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to another great episode of the On The Radar podcast. <laughs>